What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast, episode 71. As always, I'm James. I'm not Joseph. <laughs> I'm Adrian. I like how you threw that in there. You yeah, were listening last week, I right? I listened to last week's podcast, a little bit of it, just enough to... Just the beginning. Just the beginning. At, <laughs> just at least like the, the first, beginning. Just the first 20 seconds, because I wanted to know... Um, I wanted to know if Joseph mentioned the fact that he lost 20 bucks to me. Oh. Um, and, and that's that's kind of the, one of the things we're going to talk about. But to start off, uh, the theme for tonight's podcast is going to be drinking. So we have a we have a variety of beers that the three of us are going to be drinking and tasting and and, um, and trying out. And then as we move beers, we'll move topics. And so our first beer that James is going to pull out of the handy-dandy fridge is... Earthquake. Earthquake. So you picked this up at the store. Where did you buy this? I bought that from my local uh, Toot and Totem. This is Earthquake High Gravity Lager. Uh, it is a ten percent alcohol by volume Good drink. God. This is a dollar and forty two. Ten percent. Ten percent. This is a dollar and forty two cents. Are you serious? Uh, is that cheap? Yeah, this wow. this is insanely cheap. And I thought you know this is this is catering towards a group of people. Crackheads would love it. Uh, and that was the group that I kind of figured it would cater towards. <laughs> Those who are listening to describe the can, it is the same size as a twisted tea. Yes. Yeah, it's a 24 ounce. So it is a it's weapon. A it, it is a weapon if used in the hands of someone that is trying to combat a, a racist asshole. Definitely. Very well put. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I, I used to drink Mickey's. We, we, do, um, we do the 40s every single night. And I would always drink things like this. So this is a good throwback as well. Um, but this was the first one that I wanted to drink with us tonight. So, yes, I brought it. Well, to be 10% alcohol, it, it, it's going to be pretty stiff. It is a malt drink. Oh, God. So it's like a malt liquor? It smells like yeast. Oh, yeast. <laughs> it smells <laughs> like yeast. Um, but so I, I left plenty in there for y'all to, to get a So we out. haven't done a beer tasting episode since March. That's when we did our international one, right? Adrian. Bit. You got to get a lot more than that. Come uh, on, Adrian. I'm nervous about this one. If, if I if I if it's not that bad, I'll get more. It does have the consistency of like a Mickey's or oh yeah, it's a malt. I think it's a OE. malt beverage. I think it's a oh, no. It's called a lager. Colt 45. It is a lager, right? <laughs> that smells yeasty. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> All right, so let's let's. All right, Adrian's taking a sip. Describe what it tastes like. It's weird because I've been, you know, I've been drinking Ultra, oh. and... It tastes like a fucking earthquake. <laughs> yeah, it, it tastes... I can taste alcohol. Like, I feel like I can taste actual uh, ethopropyl alcohol. I uh, feel like you can smell my breath now from 10 feet away. Definitely. Definitely well, a crackhead drink, Adrian. It Good is call. a behind Toot and Totem Alley drink, beverage, that you would consume right next to the dumpster. Yeah, if you have a dollar and 83 cents <laughs> and you're like, man... This is all I have to me. I need to. Like I this, need. I need some alcohol. This is definitely what you would buy. This was. This would be a tall boy. I would buy in nothing but change. <laughs> it's a desperate quarters, moment. Quarters, quarters, yep. dimes, nickels, yep. pennies. Yep. <laughs> Usually with open-toed shoes, regardless of the temperature outside. Oh yeah, with holes all throughout your clothes. I mean, that's the only attire appropriate to purchase this beverage. All right, I'm just gonna down it. Fuck it. That's what she said. I'm not going to down it. I'm going to sip on this like you would a good whiskey. Oh, my God. It's awful. (laughs) (laughs) So I I will say um, I had a um, a Texas Blood and Honey revolver, the the Uh Texas Blood and Honey, and I didn't realize that that was a 7% alcohol by volume. And it, it... One of those, and I was a little pint of those. You know, it was was a good feeling drinking that really quickly. 
it it was good. This is better. You feel like this is better. I feel like this tastes better than the Texas uh, or than the Revolver Blood and Honey that I had the other day. So it's safe to say that you feel as though you did not waste your money on this purchase. No, I think that this was a good purchase. Uh, this is definitely the best beer that I've had tonight on this challenge or on this on this on this podcast. So I'm going to stick with that. This is my number one so far. Because it's the only one so far. <laughs> oh, dear God. I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish that. It's real bitter. It, it's got a paint thinner aftertaste. It does have a weird aftertaste. So if you're listening, Earthquake, I feel like I wouldn't recommend it. I feel like there's hair growing on my chest right now. Oh. I feel like I have air escaping my eye socket. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I just lost $50 drinking every fucking drink. <laughs> All right, but um, so we'll 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 sip on this a little bit more. I'm I'm very curious about uh, the, the main the main one that I wanted to talk about tonight was the the Jake Paul fight that Joseph lost to. Um, and I am so curious. you guys had a bet. We had a bet. I couldn't remember what you guys. He had. was he was I was saying it was it was the night that we were talking about. We I made the bet on the podcast actually. Uh, we were talking about the Tyrone Woodley and Jake Paul fight. Mm-hmm. And I said that I, I, and I still believe this, that Jake Paul is a true contender in the sense of he wants to be a boxer. He calls himself a boxer and everyone he's faced, he has, he's fought well against. That is to say he's probably not fighting people of caliber, but no people of caliber are really going to fight him. So it's kind of a catch 22, but yeah, I just bet him that Jake Paul would, would knock him out. And he did. He knocked him out in what, the sixth round. Didn't he bet that? He would knock him out as well, but it was in an earlier round. Or did he take Woodley altogether? Because I can't remember. I don't think. I, I don't think that it was the. As far as I remember, the bet was not. There were no. Because I think metrics about finishing. That, it was just I bet him twenty bucks that he would get knocked out. Well, I I don't think the fight was rigged. First that's and the, foremost, that's the big talk. Yeah. I mean, Tyron Woodley had already lost five fights leading up to that point. And for a professional of that caliber of, you know, a five-time former UFC champion to set himself up for an organized failure, I just don't see that happening. With the sixth loss in a row, who would do that to themselves? I mean, yeah, the money's great. The first time around with Jake Paul, he had to get a tattoo on his finger. And then the second time around, he was he had, he had a lot of dignity to fight for. A lot of – he had to save face, basically, and it just didn't happen. He got embarrassed. Now, Adrian, you – Feel that his dignity was for a price. I am a hundred percent full believer that Tyrone Tyrone Woodley is trying to make himself relevant again. And do I think the fight was a hundred percent rigged? Not necessarily, but you know, James is talking about the caliber of fighter that he is. What 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 professional caliber fighter of that kind do you know that just drops his fucking hand for no fucking reason um in the middle of a round like that like this just makes no sense to me i mean like, he's not every the best fighter, striker he he is an mma but, artist but he's but not it, it doesn't matter what what type of a national fight, champion wrestler what type of fighter what type of fighter you are whether you're a boxer um a jujitsu fighter it happens whatever though. kickboxer Everybody knows just in basic self-defense that you keep your hands up at all times during a fight. And even like Jake Paul was saying, he was <clears throat> catching the jabs all night, and eventually he was going to slip up and let his hand fall, and he was going to go for the opening and hit him. And that's what happened. I think he just, at that moment, he dropped that left hand 
when he shouldn't have, and he got caught. And that's what happens in boxing. One little slip up, and you can get knocked out. Well, and the goons on, on social media, Twitter, and Reddit, and things like that were saying that in the seconds before, moments before, he Jake Paul kind of signals him by yeah. turning his glove in, twisting that glove in a little bit towards his inside, his right hand, and that's when he... Of course, everyone else is saying the people that say it's not a, it was not a, a fixed fight, are just saying that he threw to the body isn't good enough fake that he, he came he just, around he pretty sold wide. The fake. He sold the fake. Yeah, I mean, I think he just caught him, and oh. it's, it's unfortunate for Woodley because now he's really got to work his ass off to try to get back to where where he used to be, and he said he's going to take like four fights this year. Who Woodley? Woodley, yep. That's what his plan was even before he had the rematch with Jake Paul, which he's got to win consecutively to get some respect back because he is a meme right now. Let's be honest. He is a meme. He's yeah, yeah, a character of himself now. So, but How much did he make on that fight? Shit, I don't know. I know Jake Paul gave him a, a Rolex. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah. And a lot of people, I mean, I've, I've never been a professional fighter. And so I've never had that mindset of a long drawn out, you know, I have to hate this person for a long amount of time and then not let them get in my head by buying me a gift. There's a lot of people that bashed him for it saying to be appreciative like he was for a gift being given when you're fixing to fight the guy is not, is not copacetic to the atmosphere of fighting. I don't know. Adrian, what do you think about that? Well, I do know that... This fight did not sell as many, not even close to as many pay-per-views as the first fight. Um, the first fight sold over 500,000 pay-per-views. This fight only sold like 65,000. And so they're not, they didn't get very much money from the pay-per-views. And that's that's what Jake Paul promises most of his opponents. Like, oh, I'll give you, you know, so much per- uh, percentage of the pay-per-view uh, you know, yada yada. But I mean, when you only sold sixty five thousand pay per views, it's not a lot of money compared to five hundred thousand. Oh yeah. So I mean, that's crazy. I don't know how much money they made. I mean, I'm sure they made a lot of money. I mean, more than what we'll make in a an entire year. But oh yeah. I mean, oh he's <clears throat> he's Jake Paul's still not a quality boxer in my opinion. He has a long way to go. He hasn't fought anyone worth a shit to give him that type of credibility. I think that Tommy even, Fury would have been a good fight for him. He hasn't even fought anybody happen. his own size, much less right. somebody that's a quality boxer. So what do you feel about quality boxers? He's also asked for MMA fighters. What do you feel about fighters of a high caliber fighting him? Do a you professional feel like- who has sustained some success that, that is his size. What's the problem with that? That is in contention for a, a championship belt, someone that is worth worth a shit that can contend because Jake Paul has chosen these guys, lined these guys up who were not that good. Let's he's, be honest. They were not that for, good. He's asked for good fighters. He's asked to fight good fighters. I think he's got to get away from this gimmicky bullshit of trying to make money first. He, yeah, exactly. And he hasn't, he hasn't, he's called people out, but all the people that he's called out are either has-beens or have no not, boxing they're not, experience. They're not boxers. So, like for example, the most recent person that he called out was Julio Caesar Chavez Jr., who really hasn't been relevant in boxing since 2012. He's a former boxing champion, and you know, of course, with the name and you know his father being one of the best boxers to ever live, honestly. But again, uh, 
if if that fight were to happen, uh, again, you, you've got a mismatch because Jake Paul weighs like 190. Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is like 170. And he's he's short, just playing. He's a small guy. I mean, he's playing to <laughs> his. Doesn't make sense. His, uh, I'm gonna call you out. I'm gonna make this money, and I'm gonna do this entertainment thing. That's what he's all about. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's all about actually putting quality wins under his belt just yet. He's he's young and he's trying to make mo- as much money as possible. And it is a a mark. He is like a marketing genius the way he's going about this. But if he wants to really get serious in the boxing world, he's gonna have to fight quality opponents who have been boxing for longevity, not just a couple years like he has. He's yeah. going to have to build up that, re- that resume with some highly touted opponents, in my opinion, or else no one's going to take him serious. But enough of the Woodley stuff, enough of the Jake Paul stuff. What do we got next? Well, we cannot move on to another topic until we get another beer. Well, before we talk about uh, go on to a new topic, we have to have a new beer. And so Adrian is going to introduce our next beer. All right, so this one is called Ginny Lane. Uh, it's a sparkling cocktail. Looks like it's out of Austin, Texas. Sparkling cocktail. And of course, Ooh. of course, being out of Austin, you can't make a beer without hibiscus. <laughs> is that the magical ingredient? <laughs> hibiscus. The Californians isn't, in that Texas? A, isn't that a flower? Hibiscus and yeah. ginger, lime and botanicals. Okay, this sounds hmm. fucking terrible. I like Hi- the label. Bis- the the label is the really logo's cool. pretty cool. It's an all white can uh, with you know reddish pink lettering on it. It's got a it's got a an old eighteen hundreds looking cowgirl as it's mm-hmm. Jenny Lane. How it's got all imagine? the bells and whistles. Now let's see if it's going to live the, up to the it. What's the aromatic senses? How are your it senses? It smells going? flowery. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck! It's brewed with hibiscus and a ginger root, and so. the color of it is pink. I don't oh. know if y'all can tell, but it's got like a pink color to it. So, so this is pretty interesting. I'm so, in spirit of New Year's Eve Eve, which oh, this, is today, this smells like rat shit. We're really gonna figure out if these beers are worth the shit. <laughs> oh shit! Not a lot of foam. Give me that. Not a lot of head. It oh, it's it's it smells it smells like it's trying really hard to cover up butt sex. <laughs> that is a descriptive take. I mean, you know, it's just right after you know the scent's all in the mm. air, and so you got to cover it up somehow. Golly, I want to see that can though. All right, first impression taste, James. Oh man, it does have like a sweet flowery taste. Oh, it tastes like a flower. Yeah, it lingers in your mouth. <laughs> it remind it reminds me of a beer trying to be a wine. You know that's what, what it, it, that's it is what a cross between like. a beer and wine. You know, this was this was now I know y'all have been to hookah bars since then, but this reminds me of water droplets that you would get in the hookah from um <laughs> the used bong water? <laughs> no, not used bong water, but music box. When music box had the hookah yeah. bar back in you know uh, mid two thousands and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and you would get little droplets of the water that you would pull up um, mm-hmm. through the hoses. This That's what it tastes like. It tastes like hookah to me. It's like one of those beers that I can maybe drink one of and then that's it. I can't drink it over I, and over again. I probably would. It would take me a couple of hours to finish that entire can if I were to drink this. It's, it's different. I don't like ginger. I don't <laughs> yeah, like you could, ginger. Yeah, you can taste the ginger. It's yeah. very very strong you know i it's weird i like ginger ale like specifically the actual brand mm-hmm. ginger ale ginger ale i like that but there's not any other kind of ginger i hate ginger beer 
Ginger uh, generally and things. Uh, ginger root. Ginger All root. I'm going to say is you can tell Austinites made this fucking oh, yeah. shit. Very weird. Oh, yeah. Very bizarre for sure. And who the fuck puts botanicals? Like, what is that even? <laughs> why do you put that as a highlighted? There's four. You look at the front of this and it says sparkling cocktail. It's Aust- brewed in text. Austin. What do you expect? But it says hibiscus and ginger, lime and botanicals. Why not tell me the other fucking flowers that you put in there? You weird. That's their fuck. secret to their brew. They cannot <laughs> divulge their secrets. Fill your drink. Yeah. Okay, so on the back it says, oh my gosh, it's so dark in here. <clears throat> Through the oak dotted hill country, down the bluff and across the slick limestone, the edge of the Petternites awaits. Is that Petter- okay, somebody from California that moved to Austin fucking made that shit. There you will find the only reasonable place to enjoy the Jenny Lane. Going off in the sparkling water, the Texas sun beating down. Hopefully they have another line of beer, and this isn't the only one, because I'm sorry if you're listening, Jenny Lane Brewery, this is not your best. I will is say that the that name of the brewery or the beer? It's it's Jenny Lane, yeah. It's sparkling cocktail. It's got to be the name of the brewery as well. I will say this, Jenny Lane, you are better than the earthquake. Oh. Uh, you have moved up to the to top number spot. one. You have so moved far. up to the top spot tonight. Well done, well done. Let's put that other one in the fridge. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. want to tease it. Um, so we ch- we have our next beer. Uh, we're moving on to our next topic. This is something that I know so much about that I'm just going to sit back a little bit and let them talk on it because you know if I talk about it, it'll be too much. Uh, we're going to talk about college football. <laughs> um, shit, the playoffs are tomorrow. <laughs> the college football playoffs. So we've got the uh, Cotton Bowl at two thirty, and then we've got the Orange Bowl. I believe it's six. So you've got um, Alabama and Cincinnati. And we'll just run through these. We'll just give our predictions and, and our thoughts on the games. And then you've got uh, Michigan and Georgia. I know you two are not as big of college football people as I am, but I think the games are going to be pretty good. Now, typically, the, the first round is usually a blowout, right? I don't know. Do you, do you think, Adrian, that the first game tomorrow is going to be a blowout with Cincinnati and Alabama? I think so. I think Alabama is going to blow them out of the fucking water. I think it'll be... I think by halftime, my prediction is by halftime, Alabama will have 28 points on the board already by, by halftime. I could very well <laughs> see that happening. I mean, this is the first time a group of five opponent has made the playoff. So I'm excited to go and root for the underdog, but I just don't think they have, they don't have the depth. They don't have yeah, I'm definitely, the strength to, to outlast Alabama. Yeah, I, I'm definitely going to be rooting for Cincinnati to win. Um, and trust me, I... I I, I hope that my prediction is not right because I I do want Cincinnati to win, but I just don't see it happening. I mean, you look at the two quarterbacks. You've got Bryce Young, Heisman Trophy winner, and then you've got Ritter for Cincinnati. They're both quality quarterbacks, had great years. And everybody wants to forget or or may have forgotten that Cincinnati was a first down away from beating Georgia last year. Mm-hmm. So they have experience playing a high-powered SEC foe. And they, they can surprise some people tomorrow. I think it just got it, it starts and ends with the battle up front in the trenches. Can Cincinnati get pressure on Bryce Young? And can Cincinnati move the ball on that Alabama defense? I mean, I, I know that the Alabama defense isn't as stout and as potent as it's been in the past, but if, if Cincinnati can find some success offensively and move the ball, I think they've got a shot. I mean, they've just got to play okay defensively, maybe, you know, come up with a couple turnovers and, like I said, move Bryce Young around, 
get them pressured and, and confuse them on the back end. I think it, it very well could end up being a, one of those Boise State, Oklahoma games, you know, one of those crazy New Year's Six games in the past where you've seen like a Utah beat Alabama, Boise State beat Oklahoma, you know, that kind of stuff. It could happen. Anything's yeah. possible. But, yeah, I, I think Alabama's just going to be too strong for them. My, my prediction, the score prediction, I would say 41-17 final score. Alabama. Alabama. I have a question, yeah. though. Do you think the fact that Ritter doesn't have many people to throw to, that running the ball, because he's got a good backfield, running the ball is going to is gonna help them maintain that clock a little bit more and maybe not give Alabama a chance? Right. That's a huge fucking spread. I mean, that's They're a, 13 points. The spread is yeah. 13 points, and you're giving a them tactic, fucking 30 tactic almost. tactic you've got to try to utilize and, and, and become efficient at is running the football. It's going to open up the passing game. It's going to keep Alabama's offense off the field. They've got to – do do a good job of controlling the line of scrimmage and, and running the football. If they cannot run the football, there's no chance. So is Alabama going to run the football, or do you think they'll? Pass? Oh yeah, they're pretty balanced, and they can they can beat you through the air. They can beat you on the ground. They just Alabama they've got has, they've got athletes all over the field. Alabama has what two All American wide receivers though? Yeah, Mechie is their their number one guy. I think he's out though. He's hurt. So they're going to be without some of their firepower, but their two deep guys are just as good as the starters, in my opinion. They, they've got talent all over the field. What was your score again? 41-17. All right, 41-17. Adrian, what's your analysis? Just As far as my, my final score? Yeah, you, you said 28 points by halftime. Yeah. I would go with, let's say, Forty-nine to twenty-one. Fair enough. So we're we're pretty close there. What about you, Scott? What do you think? Oh no, no, it's gonna just be, get the throw a score out there. Thirty-five, thirty-one, Alabama. You think it's gonna be that close? I think it's gonna be that. close. I hope it is that close. I, here, here's why I think it's gonna be that close. Um, who the fuck knows? I have no reason. <laughs> who the fuck knows? That's just I. I'm I'm ninety-nine percent of the time. I make my bets and I win them half the time. Well, like I said, most of the time these first round games are blowouts. You've got a number one seed playing a number four seed. You've got a powerhouse SEC dominant program who is proven with the greatest head football coach of all time in college football. And then you've got a group of five team who's got a great coach and a solid team. They returned a lot of starters from last year. I think it could be closer than what most people think, but I, I just I'm not going to believe it until I see it, so I'm going to stay objective on this one. So now we've got the Orange Bowl. We've got Michigan and Georgia. That's going to be the better of the two games. Yeah, and I think this one's going to be a lot closer. All right, real quick, I got to stop. I got to talk about this piece of shit, Jenny Lane thing. That's bothering you, isn't it? <laughs> the ingredients don't have hibiscus, ginger. Or any other fucking botanical as an actual <laughs> ingredient. They use organic cane sugar, organic flavors, organic lime juice, natural flavor, organic black carrot juice. Constant. This not hibiscus is carrot not juice. in the fuck black <laughs> carrot juice. Oh. Not just carrot juice. There's this black carrots. How, this is how fucking whatever these people are. It it would be a good name for a bowl game, the Ginny Lane Bowl. The Jenny Lane Bowl would be. I hope y'all can sell enough. Um, it's getting better as I taste it. It's getting more fruity and a little bit. Flowery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting better. Uh, anyway, y'all continue. So I the did. Orange Bowl. 
What are your predictions on that with Georgia and Michigan? I think it's going to be a really close game. I think it's – I think it honestly could be low scoring. I think it's going to be a defensive game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Georgia's going to take it. Uh, final score prediction, I'm going to say 2017 Georgia. 27, 20 to 17. Yes. It's going to be an old school matchup. It's going to be control the line of scrimmage, pound the rock. Which defense can actually outlast the other? Which one can come up with more stops, maybe create more turnovers? It's going to be a defensive game, I think. And low scoring, like you said. Um, I don't know. My score prediction question, wasn't necessarily low scoring. Well, but it, that, I mean, for it, a college football game. Modern think, times, yeah. that is pretty low. And, you know, with Georgia, their, their um, situation at quarterback is interesting because they had Stetson Bennett start against Alabama. He didn't do very well at all. He's kind of like a game manager, like Alex Smith used to be with Utah back in the day. Uh, if they start JT Daniels, that may create a spark offensively, but they're going to have to generate more offense if they're going to beat Michigan. Because yeah. Michigan's defense is really good. With Hutchinson on the edge, he's he was a Heisman finalist. The guy's one of the best. He's going to be a first-round draft pick. I think he may be he may go number one overall. But the dude is, is an absolute beast. If he can get pressure – on on Bennett or uh, Daniels, it's going to be a long day for Georgia. They just don't have a very effective and potent offense. Now I think McNamara with with Michigan, they'll be able to generate more offense than, than Georgia yeah. will. So I'm going to go with the upset here. I'm going to go. Uh oh. Twenty four. Twenty one. Michigan. Oh snap. <laughs> I think I think Fuck out of you, James. I think out of both underdogs, Michigan for sure has a better chance of upsetting than than Cincinnati for sure. I could definitely see Michigan winning that game. Um, I I think Georgia's gonna squeeze it out, but who, who knows? Michigan could very well win it, like you said, James. They could, so. I, and I, you know, I say low scoring. To me, that's low scoring in modern football and modern college football i think uh, i just want georgia to win because they they had such an amazing season like they going did. going undefeated but they for choked as long in the sec they championship yeah they choked in the championship game and i think that's the reason why i feel like that they've got to redeem themselves from that yes and so that's why i see them pulling off the win here because you know for them to go undefeated all year losing the sec championship game and then lose in the playoff game, like that would be a disaster. Right. So I think they're definitely gonna. Re- I think they're gonna redeem themselves. I mean, from hell, that they've game. got eighteen five they, stars on they, defense. They want Alabama again. I think they do too, and that's why I, c- I could see this going either way. But I'm gonna just play the spoiler, and I'm gonna go with the underdog with Michigan. I want to see a Big Ten team get there, other than Ohio State. Michigan's been yeah. down for so long; they hadn't been able to get over the hump of beating. Ohio State, and they finally did this year. So yeah, let's see what Harbaugh's really made out of. And I'm going to go with with the underdog on that one. But I can I can very well see Georgia playing a very dominant game and, and possibly blowing them out. It could happen. And speaking of college football, Michigan just scored. It is now Michigan State. Michigan State. Michigan State excuse me, just scored on Pittsburgh. It's now 21-16. There's still eight minutes. Eight minutes and this six a good seconds too. left in the fourth quarter. ACC so. and the Big Ten. 24-21 was what I was going to pick. Michigan over Georgia. You are? Yeah. Exact same. <laughs> I, I, see, I, like, I liked Michigan. And not just, not just because Brady was there in the late 90s. I liked <laughs> Michigan in the 90s, though. 
Michigan was a good powerhouse team in the they, 90s. They, they are a blue, run in the late 90s. They're a blue blood program. They're one of those traditional powers. Back when, I, back when I gave a shit about college football, I loved Michigan. I love their, I I love their helmets and their years. colors. Everybody loved Michigan back in those days. Yeah. Like, Michigan was, I think, like, late 80s, early 90s, mid-90s. Through those years, Michigan was Desmond Howard, team. and yeah. you know they had some really good teams. They're just one of those traditional powers that haven't won a national championship in so long. They're due a championship, and so is Georgia. Georgia hasn't won one since 1980, yeah. and that's been the running joke of Georgia. Everybody made like 1980 shirts to mock the fact that they hadn't won one in 40 years. So I don't know. It's going to be a great game, great day of football, and then you've got some more New Year's Six games on Saturday, but we won't talk about those. But yeah, college football playoff. Hopefully, they expand it. Hopefully, it gets you know more uh, commercialized with new, more teams and giving more people a chance. Because I do like the fact that the uh, the group of five teams are finally making some noise and getting their chance because they deserve it. They take care of business. There's no reason why they shouldn't be considered for a playoff spot. But kind of the perfect storm happened for Cincinnati this year with all the teams losing in front of them and. And then they had the good win against Notre Dame, so that propped them up all season. That was their way to get in. But, yeah, so let's go to our next beer. Next topic, next beer. All right, our next beer. Uh, we're, we're sticking a little bit more close to the area than Austin, Texas. Uh, this is made in Texas by Texas, by Texans. Uh, this was brewed and canned by Martin House Brewing Company in Fort Worth, Texas. Giddy up. This is Twang Rang. <clears throat> Twang rang. I can't say it without twang. Twang rang. I'm actually trying to not sound Texan. Twang rang. So, twang. I'm assuming it's going to be sour. Uh, this is. Uh, it's made with twang. Oh. You remember twang? Anybody else remember twang? I'm guessing there's some orange. Yeah. It's man- mango mango chili sour. Ooh. I'm I'm excited about this one. This one's gonna. I like the graphics on it. Were, oh yeah. yeah it's got a really in interesting looking chick on it trying to eat a mango. Did not convert. Two point conversion. All right. So the first smell. All right. You know what? It has a distinct smell to it. You can't quite put your put your nose on where it is. Give that a smell, Adrian, real quick. I've aerated it some, pouring some out. Mm. Yeah, I smell uh, like a citrus citrus oh. flavor. Oh. <laughs> It's not a good reaction. Yeah. No, it's very okay. So you have to smell it and then drink it. I'm nervous now. Adrian, no, just don't get a. Is lot it like of, a fruity beer? No, it's 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 a very interesting. It hits it, you right away. It smells very uh, citrusy. It hits you right away. I want to see your reaction. Does it hit you like an IPA? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's very salty and very sour. Yeah, just oh, damn it. Ooh. Yeah, I want to see James' reaction. Okay. And like you I'm know how like right now. have you ever like gotten a lemon and like. Bit into it and squeeze the juice like the in your mouth. Like that's what sensation of yeah, yeah, all of yeah, that yeah. tart and sweet. Uh, you, you, you. Uh, those of you that are old enough will remember. You go full bitter beer face when <laughs> you take a drink of this, and it's not a bitterness. It's just a kind of like you said. It's a citrus. Hey, I, I would, I would give this a higher rating than the earthquake and the previous beer that we just consumed, the Jenny Lane. I, I think it's a little bit better. It's not as bitter and sweet as i thought it was going to be i think the bitterness the chili the ch- you can definitely taste the chili yeah. too whenever you first i think it's not it, bad 
I don't know. I, I'm just used to that type of flavor. I love that type it's of flavor. It's like somebody just poured a whole thing of tahini like in Like mango this chili sour. Say, it's very, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of like Mexican candy flavor to it to me. Yeah. Like especially the aftertaste now. Yeah. I feel like I've been eating that. What is the, the little push-up one? You know uh, what I'm talking what about. What called? I know what you're talking about. I yeah. can't think of what I'm doing the hand though. motion. It's probably really sexually inappropriate <laughs> um, for a married man to do. But James is married too, so I'm just going to pretend. Fuck! Uh, if give us a call if you know what it is. Um, it's really not bad. Nine one one. Nine one one. It's not bad. I, I agree with James. Uh, this is gonna go to my number one spot, Twangarang. I, I do want to look up and see because it said it is made with actual twang. Now I've heard of Tang, and I wonder if this is some kind of knockoff of Tang. Like a beer version of Tang. Like a beer version of Tang. <laughs> I don't know. There's there's not many very much. Um, text regarding the uh the ingredients or anything but bro when you look up twang you get a song by mason ramsey the kid that was walking around walmart doing the (laughs) he i guess wrote a song called and he called it twang anyway um yeah if if you're a fan of that shit here's mason ramsey's twang (sighs) that's fucking terrible yeah if you like mexican beer like the exotic Shit, you'll like this. Okay, that's enough of that shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so terrible. No, yeah, this is this is easily number one. Jenny Lane falls to number two. And earthquake. And earthquake. <laughs> Just falling Dead and last. falling and falling. <laughs> it's a fucking travesty. <laughs> I would drink more. Don't get a big drink. You don't like that uh, chili I, I flavor, mine. do you? No, no, I like I the chili flavor. Mine. It's just I can't not make that face with the salt, or maybe it's the mango. I like the chili flavor. It's just so, it's so tart to me. Pungent, pungent, <laughs> pungent. All right, so we got a new beer. What's our new topic, James? All right, our favorite podcast of the year. Let's go down that rabbit hole. So we've done. We've had a very successful year. Yeah, we had, we had a lot of streams. We had a lot of streams. We do this a lot weird of followers. shit in your garage. <laughs> and, I mean, we've had a lot of good good episodes. We haven't brought... I looked back, and I tried to find episodes where we brought on guests. You know, we brought on Jason, which is a, a good staple into our podcast. Yeah. He rotates in every now and then. Um, but we haven't done a lot of, like, outside interviews or anything this year, which no. I want to bring back next year. Like, I want to yes. get your dad back on the podcast at some point that was a great interview great conversation with yeah. him but yeah i mean the 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 year that we've had we took a hiatus for a couple months from september all the way to when was it november yeah something like that because when school started we got pretty swamped and pretty Dude, busy yes it got bad so like my the the podcast that stands out to me is a beer episode back in march because we had so many different international beers that we tried and we left feeling pretty good yeah like yeah. mixing it, all those beers we got pretty, <laughs> we got little, pretty tipsy, didn't we? Got a little tipsy. Not like that, but they were really, for the most part, they were really good beers. Um, you know, we did a couple of episodes. Uh, we we did a few episodes. Those of you that that listened to us, we did a few episodes that we did not end up airing. <laughs> and one, uh, what I enjoyed uh, that we did not end up airing, or I think it was aired and was taken down, just because I remember sitting over there as the conversations were going on, thinking. That's just it's just too much. It's, too <laughs> it's much. just too much. Um, no, I, I, I agree with you. I like the beer one. 
I think the the one that we did about aliens in the summer when the DOD was releasing stuff. Anytime oh, yeah. we talked about we used to talk about aliens a whole lot. We did. But anytime we talk about aliens, uh, those are my favorite. It really bummed me out that we jumped over the month of October. And, you know, we usually did a lot of paranormal stuff during the month of October leading yeah. up to Halloween. And we didn't do that this year. It, it really bums me out. We're going to have to bring that back in the spring. October was a, I, I still want to find someone that we can go sit in and do like it, like a place in Amarillo that people have said it's, Hey, it's haunted or e- anywhere in like a fucking six hour drive. <laughs> yeah. I want to go do that and do a podcast where we just sit around and we, we do what we normally do. We have a few drinks. <laughs> we have some laughs. We talk shit or bring on the, um, the, the women that were part of the paranormal group that they gave us the great interview about the uh, Johnny Frank Garrett case. Oh yeah, that's true. Maybe bring them back on. I don't know. We've yeah. got to do something different next year. I, I think I think we need to go a little bit more culty sometimes. Yes. With the, the occult. occult. The occult. Hey man. Not, not culty. Not like the <laughs> not like the fucking culty people that we have because there, there's a lot of cults in Amarillo. But uh, yeah, bringing back the uh the true crime stuff. Adrian and I love the true crime shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean I can always dig some some true crime. True crime would be a good one. Yeah. What about you, Adrian? That's real. Um, yeah, I, I pretty much disagree with y'all. I think my favorite podcast that uh, that I was a part of was definitely the beers from around the world. Because I mean, I I love beer. Um, I love trying different beers. Um, so I think that was probably one of my favorite episodes that I was a part of. Um. What's something that you want to do next year, like outside of the box, that we should maybe take in consideration? Um. Well, like I've told you before, like I've tried, um, which I think now, considering how popular they've gotten, I've been wanting to get my nephews on here, talk about their food truck, because like we've, like you've had the guys from Rocket Brews on here, and Mm -hmm. so like we've kind of highlighted some local businesses and stuff like that. So I think it would be cool to get them on here just to talk about food and food trucks. And Oh, your right, nephews have a food truck? Yes. Oh, how, what is it? It is amazing, by it's, the way. It's, it's called, called it's called Hood Eats. Hood Eats. Excuse we me. went yes. there last night. Hell yes. I'm excited. I've, I've ate there That's twice. That's a great idea. And it's, it's so. Oriental uh, food truck. Asian fusion, it's amazing. You've talked about them a little bit before in the past. I think yeah. I, w- I think that's great. Anytime that we can highlight local, especially family businesses, we're that's gonna have great. to. If you can set that up, let's make it happen. I yeah, think for sure. I think what would be fun is if we did not necessarily a full sellout pizza thing like El Presidente does. Which, by the way, his videos, <laughs> his, his fucking half court shots. Yeah, the half court shot. Oh god, oh, they're great. Have you seen them, Adrian? He was the, the Mavericks game, uh, Portnoy, and he shot a half-court shot, and he airballed twice. <laughs> and he's getting roasted all over the fucking yeah. internet. His, I haven't yeah. seen that. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, you need to look that up. Hey, uh, can you pull that up for things? Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think if we did something like that where we went out, I, I would like to take the podcast out. We can do of that. Of the garage. And fully and, capable. And do yep. things and go out and – Something like that. Maybe even add, I would like to get out of the garage and I would like to add a video element. That's just a lot of work. It is a lot of work. I so mean, if the, you want to come work for the podcast and like help us do shit. We've um, got the ability. We just need a computer that can handle that amount of memory and, and storage and everything to actually upload it and all of that. And then get a software that we can edit it. 
And I love the production side of this. That's one of my favorite parts is putting it all together, coming up with a finished product and delivering out to everybody in the, the, the audience and enjoying it. So, yeah, I mean, we've done the video a little bit in 2020. Yeah. We did, what, a couple episodes? Yeah, it wasn't the same. It was okay. It was a good start. I mean, we had good audio quality on it. But. We just need someone who's willing to put in a good five to ten hours of work for absolutely free <laughs> <laughs> every single week. No, just kidding. Uh, what about you, James? Like something outside the box that we should yeah, try? Yeah, so we're just something, not even necessarily outside the box, but something that you are wanting to do more, do better, improve, adjust, modify. I, I think, well, I, no. I think uh, you know, the, this year was a good steady year. But we didn't branch out and, and do the things that we did the first year. Like we had a lot of interviews and we brought some people in. I want to do the same. I want to do the same and more of that. Uh, bring in, you know, friends of friends, people we know in the community, business owners, people that have unique stories, you know, successful yeah. uh, individuals in the community that can share their story. Like when we had your dad on, that was great because he had so many different perspectives, being a police officer, being a coach, uh, just bringing new different content that people can enjoy. I, lo I love the interview aspect of it. And, I, and I've gotten in touch with the, uh, the rocket Brews guys, Jesse and Alex, and they want to come on soon. So that's an interview we can yeah. start up and maybe set up next week. Yeah, I'm down. So yeah, I just want to do more of the interview stuff. I'd like to do one thing where it's like a, and this, this is one thing I've gone back and forth. It's just cause it rhymes like do a feature teacher. Cause we're both educators. You're an educator technically. I mean, oh yeah, you are an educator. Yeah, you, you can Come on you can now. do this with your hand all you want, but you are an educator. Damn it! Uh, yes. Doing something like that where we it just I mean it, it gets our name out, it branches out. We can do something that's just uh, a thing about them. Post their picture up, we share it out. We do a PG version of the show. We ask <laughs> actual version. relevant questions. Maybe PG thirteen. Yeah. I mean, one of us can say fuck. I feel like if we don't say fuck at least once. Yeah, we're good to go. Yeah. I I, I mean I've. I was lucky enough to get a, a few interviews with some NFL, former NFL players, a Heisman yes. Trophy winner. That was awesome. So bringing in some more sports into it every now and then I think is cool because we're all, most of us except Scott, follow sports pretty closely. Depending on what the sport is. I mean, you do love sports. It's just. Oh, yeah, I love sports. I just don't. You're just not as connected. And then no. the, the political realm of things, I think, with you and utilizing your knowledge in if that. If I could get someone to come awesome. on here and talk politics that, you know, is not. That'd be great, if I, especially a lefty. If I can get someone that just leans left a little bit. Nobody wants to come on a podcast and talk. Everyone's afraid. Yeah, I, I get that, but... I'm afraid of the dark. Be afraid of normal shit. Come on. <laughs> We're people. We have stories to tell. We have perspectives. We have analysts on different topics. Like We, we have our own takes, and it's just good to release it and get it out there and talk about it. And if you would like to see James release, we also have that on video. And where we're <laughs> you don't want to see that. Email us at bombcitylockerroom at gmail or something like that. It's on our Facebook page. <laughs> our Facebook yeah. page. All right. So we, um, we're, three, we're three beers deep. Uh, I don't know how many we have. Uh, my number three, and I think everyone agrees with, with our standing so far, we have number three, Earthquake High Gravity Lager. Number two, we have the Ginny Lane. And number one, we have the Twang Rang. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. These expectations for these beers are pretty low. <laughs> these are all pretty bad. They James, where did you get these? They beers should be at? judged. I got those at United. I did built you? my own six pack. Okay. They're around a dollar seventy nine, two dollars each. Not too bad. I mean, there's a 
plethora of different ones you can choose from, but I just right. grabbed whatever was different. I didn't want to grab any IPAs. Thank I, God. I know we all hate IPAs. Uh, whoever the fuck I don't created... completely hate all IPAs. There's a couple IPAs that I actually like, but so here's what I don't understand, and and so because I know one beer that we oh god, <laughs> I know one beer that we have, and I'm not gonna spoil anything, but it's a it's a darker beer, and I generally don't like any dark beers, I and either. I have yet to find a real dark beer that I like. It's curious to me how you say, well, not all IPAs are bad, just that what constitutes and makes. A beer and IPA I, is what I don't like. So what? what I guess IPA I don't give it a fair chance because I haven't found one that I actually like. That's why I'm being so front upfront and judgmental because I just haven't found one that I. The only enjoyed. IPA that I I have ever enjoyed and liked um, was an IPA called Mango Smash. Is it brewed in Texas? Is yes, it, okay. it is, uh, and I believe Mango it, Smash. That doesn't sound like an IPA. It is made by Three Nations, which is actually one of my favorite breweries out of Texas. Um, and yes, it is an IPA. Um, Three Nations, the, is, that a, the, is that like a Fort Worth or like a Dallas area brewery? Uh, Three Nations, I want to say, is Fort Worth, I believe. The Metroplex does have a lot of different breweries that stem out of that. Let me let me double check. It sounds good. The the mango we just had, I really like it. I may consume more of that in the future. I I, I drink. Actually, more of it's it. at, well, it's out of Carrollton, Texas, which is a part of the DFW area. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. And the can, which of course it only comes in a can, is is yellow and it has a, a picture of a gorilla. Like an ape gorilla, like King Kong looking mm. gorilla. Not like a Harambe? On, uh, oh, yeah, like a Harambe. Rest in peace, Harambe. <laughs> um, and that's what kind of drew me to it at first. And I was like, Ugh, I really... and I didn't know it was an IPA when I first tried it. Like all I saw was the word mango. And I was like, I like mango. Let's try it out. And I discovered it was an IPA. And I was like, wow, this is actually pretty good. I'm going to have to try it. I need to give more IPAs a chance. Just the ones I've had have not been enjoyable. It's a tropical. It's considered a tropical IPA. Well, since we're on a topic that we're IPAs, specifically why we don't like them, why we do, we've moved on to beer number four. Uh, this is another one added by me. This is <laughs> a high-gravity lager. Again, this is Steel Reserve. Uh, again, I I went for the cheapest shit that I could find at my local Toot and Totem. <laughs> Uh, this is an extra malted barley and select hops for extra gravity. Slow brewed for exceptionally smooth flavor. I feel like you grabbed a common choice. Still reserve. I've had multiple still reserves. I mean, yeah. I've, there's there's been plenty of nights that I've woken up next to this. But it's not one that I've actually consumed frequently. So I, I don't know much about it. Pour well, me up. I can tell Pour you this right bit. now. Uh, Steel Reserve smells like Keystone Light does on a keg. Hmm. So if it's been, I mean, for me, I'm 35. All right, let's go to so taste. It's been about 20 years since I've had Keystone Light on a keg. Ooh. It's pretty heavy. It is very heavy. There's not a lot of taste until you get to the aftertaste. It does remind me of like a heavy malt liquor. Yeah. It's a lot smoother than the earthquake. Oh yeah. It's a very smooth. There's a little bit of a bitterness in the in the end notes, but it's smooth. 
Like I don't have a lo- I don't have a lingering shitty feel on my tongue like I did with the twang ring. Right, the earthquake. Once <laughs> you take a sip, the lingering aftertaste doesn't want you doesn't oh. make you want to take another sip after that is a while. Fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's not very good. And it's a huge fucking can, dude. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a, it's a it's twenty four. It's ounces. one of those if you you drink it, you know, a third of the way down and it gets warm, you don't want to drink the rest. Just so everybody knows, it's pretty much every all of these beers we've tried. I've shotgunned them and then chased it with an ultra to get the fucking taste out of my damn mouth. Fuck. So these are definitely at the bottom of the four, probably. It's bottom of the Adrian. beer totem pole for sure. I would I would do the earthquake again before I do the still reserve. Wow. Yeah, I'm not there's, a big fan of that there's one. There's some left. I think it's no, better than I'm the good. earthquake. <laughs> yeah, I, I would move this ahead of the earthquake. It's not as good as the flowery Jenny Lane. Ugh. It's just not just because the Jenny Lane wasn't like, like you said. I think heavy it is a ta- good word it ta- for it. It tastes like a heavy Keystone Light to me. It does not taste good at all. <laughs> yeah, at tastes all. terrible. It's that- just it's like a bread. It's like I'm drinking a bread. It's that thick. Oh man, that one's gonna make my stomach hurt later yeah. for sure. Well, I mean, you took a huge shit before we started, so I did. You I did. made plenty of room for the Steel Reserve. Continuing the conversation about IPAs. For those who don't know, IPA stands for Indian Pill Ill. And if you've never had an IPA beer before and you're like wondering like, oh, I wonder what IPAs taste like, yada, yada. Well, look, IPAs are very, very high in hop content. They're very, very hoppy. Um, So if you don't like hops, then IPAs are not for you. But there are several different types of IPAs, such as... Double IPAs, there's black IPAs, there's coffee IPAs, there's triple IPAs, there's... Now, white IPAs are not bad because white IPAs are like the Belgian-style wheat beers. Kind of like Blue Moon-style, kind of citrusy, made with that orange peel. Um, So those are actually not bad. Like, those are the ones... Like, if I'm going to drink an IPA, those are the ones that I prefer. It's got to be a white IPA if I'm going to drink an IPA. I just I steer so. clear of them. <laughs> I'm I'm the same. I you know, and it's weird. I will try any kind of beer on tap. Because to me beers just taste significantly better on tap. I'll try any beer that you want me to try on tap. But I I don't I just don't like IPAs. It's too it's just too much. Too bitter. I bet. Too, I bet too if much. You, yeah. I bet if you tried Packs the man- mango smash, I bet you would like it. I'm I'm excited for you to bring it. Or to I'll tell bring us it, where I'll it bring, is. I'll bring it. Bring uh, it tomorrow. You can buy it at United. Oh, fuck. It's New Year's Eve tomorrow. We're going to be drinking all day, right? Yeah. That is true. All right. So since we are going to talk about our, our predictions, right? Predictions for 2022, we have to move on to our next beer. Um, I'm actually surprised that James got this because I know how much James does not like sweet in his beer. And this is Cotton Candy Blonde. Um, this says Cotton Candy. Get your cotton candy. I love just, blondes. Just the and cotton candy. Really? <laughs> Great combination, right? I'm telling you. Is How just, can you separate the two? This is just they the right amount hand. of sweet and full of fun. This one will take you straight to the good old days of floating around the Ferris wheel with a sugary smile. Huh. Yeah, I have a feeling this beer is going to be super sweet. It is a... It's going to be fruity. Fruity and sweet. Tup's Brewery. Tops is not bad. Tops they 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 make McKinney, Texas. They make goofy 
kind of weird, quirky beers. Mm-hmm. Like they have that cotton candy one, right? That, like a that beer. Jared's about to pour in his cup. They also make another one. Oh, I, th- I want to say a good majority of their beers have some type of cotton candy flavor. Mm-hmm. Like they make fruity, sugary beers. Because I want to. Because Joseph brought one that was like a marshmallow candy fucking beer one mm-hmm. time oh and this is clear shit yeah, yeah. it's it's gonna be sweet it's not that it's not that sweet to me oh you're right it's really like they just brewed a, a beer and then they made a miller light out of it by grabbing the bottoms of the barrel and then they <laughs> dropped a shit ton of cotton candy in there and then squirted it out into cans this is definitely the best one though yeah oh yeah top of the line because it just tastes like a beer oh, to yeah. me. Oh, yeah. It's got it, a really... The, you don't taste the cotton candy crisp. until well after you've tasted it. Well after. It's crisp and it's smooth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Leaves a good taste in your mouth. It's not bitter whatsoever. There's no nasty aftertaste. Um, I yeah, could drink is, that all day. This like, is, it, it would be a beer that I could go back to. This this is a beer that I would drink on a hot day after mowing the lawn. Hopefully, it's yeah. not one of those that they like only produce for a certain limited amount of time and they discontinue it. And it's a fun party-ish, vibe-ish looking can. I'm, you know, one thing I am unhappy with um, is the actual construction of the can. If you feel it at the top where it goes from black to mm, the actual cotton candy, yeah. it's kind of coming off. I'm a little bit upset with that. What's the uh, ABV on that, James? 5.8. 5.2. Really? Yeah, that's it's higher than I thought it would be. A little I figured bit higher, it'd be yeah. like I figured it'd be like 4.0. So it's got a beer profile on the side of the can. Oh and they're rated um, to five stars on each one. So Sweet's got three stars. Fluffy's got two stars. Light has four out of five stars. Sticky has five stars. And Fun has five stars. That's pretty cool that they put that on the side of the can. That's a cool, fun can. It's got a water tower silhouette on the side. It's got cool cotton candy colors on it. You know, I'm gonna, I like it. It's not I'm going to disagree with Adrian. Because we have a little bit left of the cotton candy beer, just a little bit. Um, but I added some of the twangarang to my cup instead of the cotton candy. I think I'm gonna put. I'm gonna. Uh, Adrian's taking her picture. I'm gonna take mine too in a second. I think I'm gonna put my twangarang above the cotton candy. You think so? I, I'm gonna have to put the the cotton candy at the front, at number one. And we've still got, I think, three more beers to try. So, yeah, that one by far is my favorite. Bless you. I farted at the same time I sneezed. I don't know if y'all noticed. <laughs> you, Adrian, right I'm Jared's sitting face. right behind her. <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> Bring in the new year the right way. All right, so back to our topic. What are, the, what are your crazy 2022 predictions? What the fuck is going to happen this year? I don't think anything special going to happen compared to the last couple of years. I think COVID's still going to be an issue. Um, I think the workforce is still going to be shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the workforce is still going to struggle. Um, I, it's just going to be another year to me. I mean... I mean, we're not going to have a new president this year. Yeah. We don't have to go through that. I, I will say, no, that's, see, before you say that, that is my prediction. I don't think Biden 
will live. Uh, let me rephrase. I don't think Biden will still be our president by the end of the year. And this is a wild, no facts, just off the cuff. I'll bet someone 20 bucks for it because that's how I run. Do you uh, think he's just going to die like no, a, of no, natural causes? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, or do you I'm think not he's going to be like impeached? I'm not going to specify. I don't think he'll be impeached because the no. only way that he would be impeached, honestly, is for the Republicans to take over the House and Senate and for him to maybe be impeached on the shit that went down with Afghanistan. But I don't think it's going to come that way. I'm not going to say why or through what what avenues he gets removed or if it's voluntary, if he just steps down and, and Kamala Harris takes over I just think that he will not be our president. Hmm. At the end, due to death. No, I just no. He I'm said he's not going to say. I'm not. I'm not because I don't think he'll die. I mean, then what's going to happen to him? I don't know, man. There's lots. He's going to get abducted by aliens because Joseph had predicted last year that we would have an alien sighting. Well, well there's three. There's by three, the end of this year. There's three reasons why a president like a full would no longer be president. Either he's he dies. Yep. He gets impeached yep. or he steps down. Yep. I mean. And I think, <laughs> I think. Or he's assassinated. Well, that's, that's well, part that's of dying. dying. Well, that, you, <laughs> I don't think he's going to get assassinated. Because you said natural causes. I mean. Well, here's, here's why. I said I, natural causes. Yeah. But. I think that the political arena is going to be very different this year. It's going to feel like a presidential election. Because there's going to be so much shit and so much weight on keeping the House where it is uh, as a Democratic side as opposed to a Republican side. I just don't think, like I said, these are, these are wild predictions. And I don't, I don't think he'll be assassinated. I don't think he's going to die. I would hope he wouldn't. That's terrible for a sitting president to die, regardless of who voted for him or didn't. But you got to give us some type of I think prediction. He'll I think he'll step down. Step down. Okay. I think he'll step down. Okay, here's okay. I, I just thought of a prediction now. Like like I said, I think it's just gonna be another year. I don't think anything wild's gonna happen. Oh, I can. You think there'll one, be another siege? Why don't you predict that I <laughs> fart in your face next year? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just make that shit happen. I think weed will become legal in Texas, recreationally and medically. Next year is not a voting year, though. Like it's not a bill year. We have to wait another year. Oh, that'd be wild. I All mean, right, a lot of people have speculated 2023 that <laughs> No, but I, I think, because what? Oklahoma is, it's, but it's not recreational. It's so just it's, medical. Uh, New, Mexico. New Mexico. New Mexico is now recreational, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Colorado's been. Kansas? Maybe. Kansas? I don't know. We don't touch Kansas, but. We oh, interception. Oh, that's game. That's game. Oh, and he got a score. He's taking it all the way to the house. Michigan State. That's a good comeback win right there. Very good comeback win. Congratulations to them. Sorry, everybody. We're, we've got the game <laughs> on while we're, while we're podcasting. But, yeah, I mean, those are wild predictions. I, I can't. What about you? Those are, those are two really wild predictions. The, president, the sitting president stepping down, weed being legalized in Texas. I mean, the odds of those happening are really, really low. Where are you and the well, odds. Well, let me ask you this. Like, like how, I guess... How much do you know about politics? A lot. Okay, so you said we have to wait to a voting year, right? Right. Okay. No, just, is this is this is is this something that could possibly happen? Could weed become legal in a state in a non-voting year just like gay marriage became legal nationwide? I, in a non-voting year. I say it's I say it as a non-voting year in the sense of the way that the 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 Texas 
legislature runs is they do a bunch of shit at one time and then they go off. They mm. could call special sessions and they could they could enact votes and things like that. And it, it, it is possible. I just I feel like it's I feel like it, and I hate saying the words too good to be true with it. But I just feel like Texas is going to drag its feet and be one of the for last as long ones as possible. For yeah, as, I as, can see as that. Conservative now, Such it, it a does red change. State. It also depends. Uh, Better O'Rourke is running for Senate next year, and how he performs is going to be huge on where we stand with those progressive issues. Uh, so progressive social issues. If he wins out and wins that Senate seat, it very well could be. The big push, and that's what he could be pushing: is hey, vote for me, and mm. I will legalize. I'll make sure I'll be the standing point for legalizing marijuana. Because that dude, looking at that fucker, he's a huge pothead. Um, <laughs> you know, so you know that he's even though he's a, he at that point he'd be a federal um, elected official as opposed to a state. I I think there needs to be a lot of momentum, and it's just not there. I think the people in mass in general in Texas are okay with it being legalized or decriminalized. I just think there's way too many old white people. <laughs> that do not want that still remain remember reefer madness and the lies that were fed back in the 30s and the 40s and shit like that yeah 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 i think texas is going to be one of the last to I make heard, it legal i heard which i don't know how true this is but i heard that marijuana was made illegal because black men when smoking marijuana would steal all the white women. <laughs> like could, that, like that's like, I, like some, some, I don't know if that's some outlandish exact, it's some, thought process. Like that, that was the thought process is that when, th- that it was only black people that smoked marijuana. And so whenever they smoked marijuana, um, they were, they would still, they become lustful for white women. For stuff white like, women. Yeah. yeah. And so that's no, why it was made illegal. There's, and again, I don't know why if that's true or not, but that's just that is insane. That is a <laughs> well, there's, dramatic there's, take. There's no doubt that one of the main reasons weed was pushed to be illegal was that it was associated with with Hispanics. It was associated with black people like that, like the they, minorities. The minorities yeah. they pushed race hard as one of like, well, weed is bad because the people of color, as they would say at the time, are the ones that do this. Like it was, it was so mm-hmm. horribly done. Um, I mean. They, you know, there's a lot of people that say, well, Washington grew weed. Well, he didn't really grow cannabis. He grew hemp. But hemp was a huge, huge performer in our economy for the longest time. Um, I mean, there's just, at this point, hundreds of years worth of, of cover-up and people trying to get rich and why we can't do that and why we can't do that. I mean, it's just It's all politically it's driven, money driven. Everything's about money. Everything is about money. That's why, for some reason. The economic, you know, advantages and disadvantages yeah. of it. All are the driving wheel to make it legal or or, or make illegal. It illegal. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, my my dramatic prediction. To, well, hang on, real quick, because you talked about the weed thing. This is something that you might know. Are there a lot of private prisons in Texas? Not anymore. A lot of them have closed down because of staffing. And that was one reason that the war on drugs was so prevalent because there was a lot of money being funneled through prisoners to these private prisons. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons that you could get arrested for was petty drug use. Basically, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a drug user, then you would get arrested. All right, James, what's your, what's your prediction? Yeah. Uh, y'all are all going to laugh at me, we but you know, we know anyway. the Super Bowl's coming up, right? February, 
2022. He's going to say the Cowboys. The Cowboys are going to win it all, baby. <laughs> all right. I, do you remember in the podcast when I picked the Packers mm-hmm. to win? They're, they've got third best odds to win the Super Bowl this year. And yeah. I think they could take down Tampa Bay on their road to it. Because yeah. the Bucks are picked. And then what's the Bucks, Chiefs, and Green Bay? I'm telling you, Green Bay is going to win it this year. It's all going to come down to these last few games as far as who gets. I, in my opinion, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a, I'm a Packers fan, but it's going to come down to these last few games and who gets home field advantage. But I think regardless of who gets home field advantage, I think Green Bay's going to win it all. Hopefully, we'll see. Um, uh, you know, Dallas, they've got a tough game against Arizona this weekend. Yep. We were playing Minnesota at home, and, of course, we lost to Minnesota on the road earlier this year. It was a close game. We lost to them by three points, and I think we're definitely looking for some revenge. But it's going to be a cold game. They said that they're mm, predicting always, the game. Yeah. Bless you. They're predicting the game. <laughs> Thank you. That was the they're, weirdest <laughs> fucking-looking burps I've ever seen. They're <laughs> predicting the game to be one of the coldest in NFL history. Oh, um, shit. It's, it's supposed wow. to feel like negative nine degrees. Ooh. On and it's a Sunday night game, so it's supposed to be like negative. Hey, we know what that feels like. I was about to say, do y'all remember that <laughs> earlier I, yeah, this year? So, yeah. yeah, I I was my goal was to go outside and take a piss when it was like negative seventeen. And but I, yeah, it got think, it got down to negative what fifteen seventeen. The wind chill. Oh yeah, the wind chill made it colder. It was cold. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, Green so, Bay is such a tough place to play this time of the year. Yeah, it is. And if we do get home field advantage, which right now we are the number one seed. Um, Dallas, I think it would be num- is right now is number two. Um, I think, and then it's Tampa Bay, Arizona, three and four. And Arizona's kind of skid a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Arizona uh, is is third. And I pick them to push Ky- for the Kyler, Kyler Murray's not playing like he like he was before his ankle injury against Green Bay. Um, their defense isn't playing they as good as the they Lions. were. Yeah, they lost to the Lions, <laughs> which was you know embarrassing to them. You know, so we'll we'll see what happens. Um, like I said, Green Bay's got the easiest schedule out of out of all of those teams. Yeah. Like I said, we play we play Minnesota this weekend, and then we play Detroit. So, um, so we, I know you don't want to take this bet, and I would never ask you to take this bet. But do you want to take this bet right now that the Packers will win Super Bowl? Okay, what are we betting? Twenty bucks. Generally, I can find twenty bucks or make twenty bucks in a weekend. So that's how much I have to spend. Yes. I My ass usually that. doesn't appreciate it. I will bet you that they will not win the Super Bowl. It will, this, it will be who someone do you, else. No, 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 no. Who? <laughs> someone else. No, but see, if you pick a team, <laughs> Another then it's team. just a, But which team? Because then if the Packers don't win and your team wins, then I pay you. Fuck but, it. Let's go Cowboys. Fuck it. There you go. It's Let's 20 go. bucks, bro. It's, it's 20 bucks. bucks. 20 bucks. Yeah. And that's this my is, pr- outlandish prediction. This so is the reason. Yeah. This, yeah. this is the re- the real reason why I think Green Bay is going to win is because Aaron Rodgers. There's no way he can't win the Super Bowl when he had all the drama in the off season. Yep. Okay. And everybody gave him shit about the whole COVID, Homer alert. The Homer COVID, alert. The COVID deal. Yep. He's been playing on a fucking broken toe for the last that toe going five get his weeks. Ass. Right. Just wait till it gets cold. I see, this is my prediction, I see Green Bay and Dallas in the NFC Championship mm-hmm. game. I could see that. Because I see Aaron Rodgers 
getting his revenge on Mike McCarthy because you we know we know Aaron, we know Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy have a history a history mm-hmm. and they've got somewhat of a beef with each other and you know that's the reason why you, you know even even the year that they won the Super Bowl back in 2010 when Mike McCarthy was a coach Aaron Rodgers was a quarterback they Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy weren't necessarily getting along and I could see Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers beating Dallas in the NFC Championship to go to the Super Bowl. And there's so much history there uh, with the last time they met in the NFC Championship game with the whole Dez caught it bullshit. So, um, <laughs> well, you know, it's, there, there's history there. There's history between those yeah. teams, and those those two teams are well, probably— and Aaron beating us at home. Yeah. There's, there's, there's so many—there's so much history between those two teams, and those two teams probably have— some of the biggest uh, the biggest fan base you know and i think whether it, the game's in green bay or in dallas like it's gonna be even it's gonna be well if it's in green bay ain't no dallas fans gonna be there but <laughs> if, if it's in dallas there's gonna be probably just as many packers fans as there I, are cowboys yeah, fans i mean i i think there'll be more cowboys fans but there will be a healthy population of of green bay fans they always travel well it's yeah. a huge fan base one of the all-time traditional fan bases that that are huge and and you know drive the market with with merchandise and just apparel and and fandom in general i mean they're just i think everybody i think including myself everybody wants to see green bay's offense against dallas's defense right now i would love to see Devonte adams versus trayvon diggs because you know you already know that's going to be the matchup if they play it would be a great game, uh, no doubt. The best cornerback right now in the league versus mm-hmm. one of the best wide receivers in the league. And I would say Devontae's the best receiver in the league, but I would technically, statistically, Cooper Cup's having a better year. But, I mean, personally, I still think Devontae's better, but um, Cooper's been doing his thing. So. But could you imagine this? And Joseph brought it up on Facebook earlier. The Eagles making the Super Bowl and the Bills making the Super Bowl and the tailgating that would happen – Outside of that stadium, the outlandish, ridiculous, bizarre, fanatical tailgating that would go down, the tables being smashed, the beers be being poured on each other, the fights happening. Like, that would be the ultimate clown show. Without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Those two fan bases are freaking crazy. That, that would be crazy. But Eagles, no. We play them in a couple weeks. We're going to beat their ass. No doubt. The Eagles are terrible. Sorry, Joseph. Yeah, they're not going to make it. They're... Right. So we're no about, way. about ready to move on to our next topic while James gets the beer. I'm going to play a song, and Adrian has to guess the... All right, we are back with our next beer. This one, uh, this is the only one I'm excited about. This is the only one I'm excited about just for the name. This is called Devil's Backbone. This is a Belgian-style Trapel. It's a real, it's it's an ale. It's another ale. Um, This looks like, I'm trying to find the brewery name on it. The Blanco. Yeah, Blanco. Is it from Blanco, Texas? 
This is in Blanco, Texas. Holy shit. All right. I'm excited about this one. So for the, the listeners out there, where is Blanco, Texas? Because I've never heard of it. Uh, it's Man, it's down it's down south, kind of by San Antonio, Houston, that okay. area. Gotcha. Um, it's actually where my dad and his wife built a home. Really? Yeah. So that is, they, that's where they're they currently live, living. That's where they're currently living. They live in Blanco, Texas. Uh, I'm not going to lie, man. This smells like it's going to be the best beer. You think so? This by far. Let me smell it. Let me smell it. I almost don't mm. want to try it until Adrian. It's still at the same time. All right. Prost. Three, two, one. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really good. It's very smooth. It is very smooth. That's good. It's it got like a nutty like aftertaste. It tastes like an amber. Mm-hmm. It tastes like a bullshit. Look at that. There's no way that's just an ale. There's no way. There's nothing about that. That there's nothing about that. Fl- I'm sorry. I'm gonna sound like a big fucking douche. There's nothing about that flavor profile that tastes like an ale. That's right. As Adrian came in from dropping a log, and <laughs> Adrian, I, I'm very curious what you're gonna think about this beer. What's it called? Devil's Backbone. Belgian style. It's quite surprisingly good. Oh, not, it's not great. bad at well, all. Well, if it's Belgian it's style, is it, is it citrusy? Yeah, it's a little bit. I like it, a nutty flavor it, too. Yeah, though. I still get that. I still get. I get a little bit more in the citrus the second bite. Ooh, really? It, really? That's the reaction on. you have after all this shit. That's the reaction you have. It's uh, you don't like it. It's very hoppy. I like the graphics on it. It's pretty cool. Blanco, Texas. It tastes like an IPA. You know what it looks like? It looks like the devil from uh, it's Powerpuff an ale. Girls. It is an ale. What'd you say, Adrian? It it it, it honestly tastes like an IPA. I'm it has a little bit. I'm surprised of, it's not an IPA. It has a little bit of an IPA element, but it's not as strong as a normal standard IPA. That first drink um, does not taste like the second, third drinks. No, it tastes honestly, completely I different. Would, I would put this behind Penny Lane and Twangarang. Twang- twang- <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so hang on. So uh, Adrienne is going to make her, her top six, um, and then we'll kind of go from there. I'm curious where Joseph's is going to rise as well. So Adrienne, tell us what your top six are. Uh, so top six is number one is co- the cotton candy one. Um. Uh, you know what? I'm going to switch these two. <gasps> oh. Number two would be the Penny Lane. Oh. Three you would be the, the Twangarang. Just because it's, it's too fucking soured for me. Um, four would be this Devil's Backbone shit. Um, <laughs> five would be the Earthquake. And then last but not least, this nas- that nasty-ass still reserved shit. Oh, my God. That, that is a homeless terrible. beer. That is Ugh, a homeless level Only beer. bums would drink that shit, bro. <laughs> Dude, I remember drinking that like all the time. Too. I'd have to be on I'd have to be on fucking meth. Drink to till I'm homeless. Drink that shit. Oh man, I was almost homeless, which is why I drank that. No. Uh, did no. you drink that back in on the uh the what was that street you lived on? Lucas? Lewis. Lewis, Lewis. No, that was before Lewis. That was when I was in apartments with like a bunch of other people. Because we were, I mean, I was straight up, when we were tutoring back in those days, I was straight up, like, poor. Poorest I've been, though, was when I, I had uh, lived in my truck for, like, eight weeks during the summer once. What the fuck? I didn't have a house. 
Um, <laughs> we got back. We got back from my senior trip, and my dad had moved. I didn't have anywhere to live, so I just lived in my truck for like two months. Um, what were you drinking back in the Lewis days? Uh, Miller Light, Coors Light, Bud Light, <laughs> whatever, whatever was brought to the party. That's what we drank. Keystone, Keystone probably. Light, yeah. Natty no. Light. No, not Milwaukee's that best. That was that was that was back in ten. By the twenty beast. by twenty ten, I was no, I didn't drink the beast until like I drank that in middle school. MD I didn't drink that after middle school. That was high school. Y'all remember Purple Haze? Yeah, I think that was yeah. the name of it. It was like a little six pack of like wine coolers, right? No, this was like a jug, and it was grape oh, no. soda and Everclear. We used to always get it at the um, really. Yeah, well, this was when I was in Lubbock. They may not have had it, but we used to always yeah. get it out at the strip. All right, James, what is your top six? Let's see where you rate Okay, these. my top six, I've got to go with the Cotton Candy, number one. The Twangerang, number two. The Devil's, what is it called? Devil's Backbone. Devil's Backbone, Backbone. three. Uh, Jenny Lane, number four. Still Reserve, number five. And then that, last but not least, the Earthquake Homeless Beer of them all. <laughs> I you know here's here's why I give the earthquake a higher rope because it's ten percent. <laughs> like it, 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 it gets the job done. It's that double digit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna switch that one for my six and five, um, and then I'm gonna make Twangarang. Here's mine. Really? You- really? That cotton candy just didn't. You know here's why. So the Twangarang because it's got great flavor. The Devil's Backbone because I. I like it. I, I'm with you. It's kind of like an IPA-ish, but I kind of like it. The Ginny Lane is an interesting beer. This is the only one that's not interesting. I don't find the cotton candy interesting at all. It's just a beer with some sweetness in the end. So there's nothing special about it. So I go Twangarang, Devil's Backbone, Ginny Lane, Cotton Candy, The Earthquake, we have more? and Still Reserve. We have, oh, we have more. more. We, we do have more. I don't know if you guys want to try one right now or go into our next topic. Well, we drank this so we could start our next topic. All right. What is it? Um, Our next topic. Hang on. My phone doesn't recognize my face. You'll ever have that problem? Yes. Um, I'm going to go on to our Mary Fuck Kill because I don't want to talk about the other things because they don't make sense because we've already talked about them. So this is my Mary Fuck Kill. 80s, Mm. 90s, 2000s music. Oh, that's okay. easy. Okay. That's easy. You gotta fuck one, marry one, kill one. I thought you were gonna go like just the the decade in general. Nope, uh, just music. Just music. Okay. You gonna go first? I can. Yeah. Go ahead. This is easy for me. Shit. <laughs> um, I would marry eighties. I would fuck nineties, and I would kill the fuck out of the two thousands. The two thousands were horrible when it came to fucking music. Yep. For the most part, I would agree with that. But I wouldn't have the same order as you. Mine would be flipped as far as the marry and fuck. I've got to marry the 90s. 90s music, absolute best. I do love the 80s as well. I would fuck the 80s and I would have to kill the 2000s. I feel like the 2000s, yeah, there were, you know, hip-hop was still, it wasn't the golden age of hip-hop, but it was it was still relevant. It still had a lot of good artists, good groups. Um, as far as rock goes, rock kind of died in the 2000s. Yeah. So, I mean, the 90s what, and the 80s are the pinnacle. Nickelback didn't save rock? Hell no. <laughs> the 2000s that for me were just terrible. Like, terrible. Like, every, every genre of music in the 2000s was terrible. Like, um, you know, hip-hop, you started having, like, 
these kind of uh, one-hit wonder, which, I mean, don't get me wrong, you had one-hit wonders in the 90s, but, like, you had a lot of, like, especially when it comes to the South, like, the South started the coming South up. The South started to get really popular. Atlanta, yeah. Houston, New mm-hmm. Orleans, and a lot of that music was just dirty and raunchy and just not good. I mean... The crunk uh, era. The yeah, crunk era. It, <laughs> hey it man, was chopped and screwed revolution. I'm sorry, I can't say it on straight But yeah, I, I mean the '80s pop for me is is why I love the '80s. I mean, I uh, don't I don't like the '80s wave. hair band shit. I like the new wave, the alternative, the pop of the, of the '80s, and then the '90s. I I love you know the the punk, the grunge, the alternative rock. Yeah, the grunge. All of that stuff is my shit. The best thing the 2000s brought us was Nelly Furtado. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm with y'all in that. I can't remember which one of you had it. Um, I'm definitely killing the 2000s. Yep. It was a step down. Um, it was almost like what gets cocky with like... I, I don't know how, how to describe it, so I'm just not going to. I was actually playing 2000s music before I came here, and after we're done with this podcast, I'm going to take James's... Um, What's that fucking thing? This is a little plug for a speaker. I'm going to play. play nothing but 2000 so we can see just how shitty it is. Right here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was about to say, I've got that one. Here you go, Adrian. Go ahead, and Adrian's going to randomly play us some 2000 songs since we all kill it. Um, and then I would I'd, I'd, I would happily fuck the 80s. Mm-hmm. Same. Happily fuck Same. the 80s. And I would, I would love it while I was doing it. But I would marry the 90s. Thank you. I would, I would marry the 90s. They, it, which is hard for me to say. What genre of music do you like the most of the '90s? Pop. It, it's a variety. Pop, really? Yeah, I hated pop in the '90s, dude. No, because you cannot have, you can't have filter in the '90s without pop. <laughs> filter. Yeah, dude, I, love, I fucking love filter. You can't have, you can't have Nirvana, Nirvana in the '90s without pop. No, you can't have Nirvana without punk. No, you can't have Nirvana without pop. No, Nirvana is a Nirvana punk without fucking pixies. You can't. Well, all that is true, but Nirvana went. You can't have mainstream. Nirvana without the Meat Puppets and all of those those punk bands of the eighties without but Bad you Religion. You cannot have Nirvana in the position that it was in without pop. No. Yeah. I have to completely disagree with that. <laughs> They are not influenced by any pop whatsoever. I didn't say they were influenced. I said without pop music being the way that it was in the 90s, Nirvana would not have done anything. Well, Nirvana killed the hair bands. Like grunge and that whole scene destroyed the, the hair bands and Fucking it became Van popular Halen, overnight. Motley Crue and all that shit. Everyone poison. was wanting to you know go out and buy... In, you know your plaid shirts you know where so you're where, saying that when they came on crazy. stream they took over and made it popular so without they, they pop music being what it was pop they never would have no pop did not push nirvana to be who they were i didn't say pop pushed them you're attributing what i'm saying to being the driving force behind it i'm saying without pop music being the way it was in the 90s nirvana never would have been able to do well Pop music in the okay, 90s jumped. Why? Because it jumped genres for the first time ever. The 80s, what was popular, stayed what was popular. Hair bands were never popular. Rap was never popular. Fuck, they took it to the Senate. They had Senate hearings about 
parental um, explicit content warnings was, all throughout the 80s. Hip-hop that was, was not because it hip-hop was popular. and gangster rap was popular. <laughs> it was not yes. as popular in the 80s as Nirvana was in the 90s. It was still underground in the 80s. It worked its way up. But 90s pop, that change into pop culture. Like, what, are you, what are you considering so what's, 90s what, pop? Yeah, what's 90s pop? Oh, Color I, Me Bad? I don't know. <laughs> no, not, not 90s. Christina pop. Aguilera? I'm I'm yes, Christina Aguilera. <laughs> that's uh, late the, 90s. Aqua, that's late 90s. The Aqua, the, the Aqua Aquabats. Uh, Barba Barbie song, all the one hit wonders as pop. The variety that was but I feel popular like, 90s music allowed Nirvana to be taken into that I don't scope. feel like pop, popular pop music in the 90s didn't become as big as it did until the late 90s. When you had your your boy bands, yeah, you had was, your your female artists, your singers. You I know. mean, in the eighties, you had like Cyndi Lauper, Madonna. You had uh, New Kids on the Block, uh, Menudo, but <laughs> but it was all pop. But in the night, yeah, that was all pop. But in the nineties, it took it, a back. It was like to a grunge. And it was yeah, it's alternative rock, which Nirvana became popular, which became popular. So it took over the pop industry. Like I'm saying, pop was not the driving force of Nirvana. Nirvana brought that type of music pop. They created it as the popular brand. Top 40 becomes top 40 by the bands that play top 40. Mumble We're rap is now of pop. Like of, as far as the, the style of music, you're thinking of like just popular music. Yeah, pop music, popular music at the time. Okay, we're Nirvana completely. No, Nirvana. Okay, so I'm I'm pushing. I'm pushing away from pop being the poppy upbeat to being what is considered popular. Okay, Nirvana broke the wall. Context of of the meaning of pop. Yes, y'all are taking pop as meaning oh, it's it's prissy, and I'm saying Nirvana brought it to pop music. They 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 made it popular. to, To to verbalize that is to say that they. They became mainstream. If I verbalize it that way as a way for you to understand it, yes. Because you're when you say pop music, the things that stick in our minds is like the style of the type of music. But we don't think of it as just that's how you I categorize you know music just as popular. It they became they became popular and they came became mainstream um, in the early nineties. Yes, they pushed alternative to be able to become popular music. Yes. Mm. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm, we're we're a lot of beers in, at this point. They became mainstream. Uh, punk rock became mainstream with Green Day and Nirvana, and The Offspring. We're in agreement that Nirvana being as successful as it was paved the way for a lot of musicians who otherwise would not have been popular because of the '90s, what you call pop music. Well, our our definition of pop music is different then because. When I think of popular music, I think of, you know, mainstream music. And I, when I think of pop music, I think of the Backstreet Boys and <laughs> oh, Christina yeah, no, Aguilera yeah, no. and Britney Spears and NSYNC. And that's like pop. You know what I mean? So we need to, I don't know, use it in different contexts, I guess. I will stop referring explain. to popular music as pop music. Yes. Please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> the pop music of the 90s was as shitty as the pop music of every single time. But the pop music of the 80s, that was the pinnacle of pop music because you had Michael Jackson. Because it wasn't, it wasn't pop. It wasn't, ah. That is, the word we're missing is teeny. Teeny bop music. 
teeny pop teeny music. Bop. Teeny teeny pop music like Crip the Matt. NSYNC. When you're making music for 15 year old girls, as opposed to the popular music in 80s, which was made for people doing cocaine in the back of clubs. Here's the difference between like 80s pop music and 90s pop music is in the 80s. Okay, it let's 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 say this in the 90s. It was a little bit more sexualized. Especially when it comes came to the female artists. So like Madonna in the eighties was like one of the only pop artists that was really sexualized. Like she like female the whole, pop artist. Like yeah. yeah, like like a virgin was like that was very controversial in the eighties. Mm-hmm. But like in the nineties like if that if like a virgin would have been made in the nineties, it wouldn't have been controversial. You know what I mean? But when I agree. Um but in the eighties, you know, for a female to be singing about her virginity being taken, you know, um, it was very controversial. Um, but then when Britney Spears came out with Baby One More Time, whatever the fuck that <laughs> stupid-ass Nate song was, the video, the music video with her in the little scantily plaid schoolgirl mm-hmm. uniform and shit like that, you know, that's weird it's, shit looking back now at the age that I'm at, that I am. That's very awkward looking back and saying that's a 15-year-old girl. Why exactly. the fuck are we putting you know what that I'm on TV? That's what I'm saying. Like in the 90s it was a lot more sexualized. Like in the 80s the pop was in the 60s like, thought that they like were the like sexual Tiffany, revolution. I think we're alone now. But you had Prince. <laughs> he well, was what about, around. what about what about you know, you, you, I always feel like it was very like um, no subliminal in the eighties. Yeah, it was more the sexual undertones like, were subliminal. In not the nineties, it was more out there. Like it was like here's Lady, Lady Marmalade. Here's <laughs> my titties. Here's yeah. the titties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. I think I, I think we've uh, I think we've I want another beer. Okay. I don't last, know how else to say it? We have one more in the. Do we have more topics? What, what? Oh yeah, we totally have more topics. Let's just open that beer up, and I've got another topic stewing right, right. here. Adrian, this one, just lean over this way, Adrian. And let me <laughs> stew it for you. This one is a unique beer. It is a dark beer. I hate it this is a coffee here. beer. Ooh. Here we go. So this is called Real Ale Brewing Company. This is a small batch direct trade coffee porter. Brewed Porters with are gross. Cat's coffee. I'm not even going to fucking try it. It's a cold brew coffee. Holy shit. This looks like if you've ever had diarrhea, this is what it looks like. It reminds me of like a Guinness. It's very if dark. If you've ever shit shitted coffee grounds, this is what it looks like. If you've ever shat water, yep, that's it. Has there know. has there ever I'm been not, a coffee I'm beer not, that you've enjoyed? I'm not even gonna fucking try it. It just shit. tastes like coffee. It tastes like coffee. It tastes Have you ever you had know, coffee? I mean yes. Have you ever had cold brew? With a shitload of creamer, yes. This tastes <laughs> like black coffee. No, thank you. It tastes like cold brew. That's all I taste is cold it's a, brew. It's a real ale, though. I mean, it's... Nah, bullshit. They just package <laughs> fucking cold brew coffee. That's all this is. I taste no alcohol. Adrian, did you try it? I'm not I'm not going to Fuck fucking... You. I'm not going to try on. it. Matter of fact, just go ahead and put that on my lap. I'll, I'll drink still reserve well, before I, take that I drink that shit. It's real ale brewery, which is the same as um, the, the Devil's whatever. Devil's Backbone. Yeah. Man. Get the last one out of the freezer. There's one. There's a German beer in there. Yeah. I don't uh, think it's, it's bad for a coffee beer. It's not It's not terrible. It tastes like cold brew coffee. That's all I taste. Even... I can taste, I can taste the beer. 
I guess, I guess, yeah, with the bitterness, the little bit of extra bitterness that's there that, that lingers. Dude, I've I just, had I worse. Still, I don't know, man. I've had worse, oh, but I've it's, not, so very good. it's not very good. I've had go worse, ahead and, go I've had ahead worse and, today. Go ahead and put that as my last last one. I'm not <laughs> even going to fucking earthquake? try it. Are you kidding you me? Have to I'm going to put one. that behind. You yeah. have to try one, Adrian. You I'm have not to try fucking, a drink. I'm not fucking drinking that shit. I'm not drinking that puss. Black bean water. I'm good. <laughs> Black bean water. All right, we're going to go ahead and, and open and try the next one since that one was a big failure. Okay. <laughs> That's why he's putting it back right now. He's putting it back. I don't like The next one is a Pilsner. It's a German Pilsner. I bet you like shit. Warsteiner. I'm going to pour this up for you. Horsteiner? Warsteiner. Horsteiner. Warsteiner. Warsteiner. There you go. Adolf Hitler. Oh, yeah. That was, this, a, this that was like, Adolf this Hitler's smells, favorite beer. This smells like a fucking <laughs> Heineken. Skunky. Yep. Oh yeah, it's very skunky. skunky. Very skunky. Yep. Skunky is. It's not fun. bad. Tastes like a Rolling Rock. But yeah, that's I, a, that's I've never had a Rolling Rock that comparison. had a good that had a good aftertaste though, and that has a decent aftertaste. It's not terrible. It's tolerable, but it's not. I would drink it's it. It's not an everyday I drinker, though, for sure. Touch even well, touch that fucking coffee shit. You didn't even have shit. a coffee porter, so that doesn't. I'm count. not. Let me I'm see not, that bottle. Let me I'm check that out. I'm not fucking drinking that shit. Okay, describe the bottle. Um, it's. I mean, it's it's phallic in in its shape. <laughs> um, it says see it. Nope, it's just German. Das Eisling Hawaii. <laughs> Uh, it's a German Pilsner. It's a premium beer. It's a 4.8% alcohol by volume. Uh, it's actually only 11.2 ounces. It's not a full 12 ounces. Um, yeah, it's 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 ingredients are brewing water, barley, malts, hops, and hops extract. And James bought this a week ago. I mean, the Pilsner is the most popular type of beer in Germany, so I'm not surprised we're drinking a Pilsner right now. I no, guess it's a Pilsner. Sense. Um, I wonder if that's you that's, know that's their go-to beer. Talk to me about this, you two. Um, I see this on the Budweiser. <laughs> How is this not a trademarked crown? I see this on everything. I see it on uh, variations of different beers. Are, are they all owned by the same mass producer? I don't know. I don't know if it's, is it really a trademark thing. Sure. That's, that, that I mean, they're all a little bit different. I guess it does. I guess if you change it up, change it up slightly. Bit. Yeah. I mean, you can do what you want, but it's by far not the worst beer that we've had tonight. No, no, it doesn't have a fun little saying on it. It just says a family tradition since, Oh shit. Anyone want to guess how long this family tradition beer has been brewing? 1830, 1928, 1753. I was only 200 years off. So <laughs> Oh, there's so many different pilsners that you can think of that, that that are popular in Germany, but all right. So my final, how many beers is this? Eight. Eight. My final eight come down to number one, Twangerang. Number two, Devil's Backbone. Number three, Ginny Lane. Number four, Cotton Candy. Number five, Warsteiner. Number six, Earthquake. Number seven, Still Reserve. And number eight, Coffee Porter. Adrian, where do you stand on your seven beers you drank? 
Seven. Eight. She drinks seven. Oh, yeah, that's right. She didn't try the coffee porter. I don't know. We're going to have to. Uh... These are fun to do. Yeah. These are fun to we do. We got to do it every once in a while. We, we got to spice we it say, up. You say that, and then we do it every eight All months. Right. <laughs> My final <laughs> is Cotton Candy, Jenny Lane, Twangle Ring, this German shit. Uh, Warsteiner. Devil's Backbone, Still Reserve. Actually, you know what? Literally. <laughs> wow. Still Reserve, then Earthquake, then Devil's Backbone, then this coffee shit that I didn't even fucking try. I'm not even going to waste my time because I already know that I'm going to fucking hate it. <sighs> okay. But hey, the homeless beers around. are not James, last. James, I find that interesting. Those of you that have never seen back here, James likes to sit. In his own little area where he feels high and mighty. No, I just got to control the, he, uh, he, the equipment. Excuse me, excuse me, don't interrupt me. And, he, and he diddles fuck. himself. All that happens. I would drink crackhead beer before that fucking devil's back. Moment. And we can see that. Those homeless <laughs> beers are not your last. So all right, that James, says it all. We'll okay. give you a minute uh, to look over this. And Adrian is going to shout out a local food truck. All right, y'all. <clears throat> <laughs> Atria Inn, 2035 Paramount Boulevard, Hood Eats. If you like Oriental food, L- Laotian style brisket and sticky rice, chicken wings, sticky rice. Oh, that sounds so good. Korean food, such as bulgogi bowls and bao buns. Then hit up Hood Eats. What's the address one more time? 2035 Paramount, Paramount Boulevard, right across the street from the old Tyler's. See, that helps me. It is me. amazing. Because I know where Paramount is, but it's so windy and wavy that I'm trying to like find where. But I remember where the old Tyler's Clo- is. Close to I-40. Yeah. It's yeah, clo- yeah. close to I-40. Yeah, if, you're, new, if you're an alcoholic, it's by Spotted Pony. The new fire Pony. station that's right there. It's right, right across next the door street. to it. Right across the street from Spotted Pony. Oh, and the fire station. <laughs> and, the fi- and the fire station if you're a fucking fire fanatic. All right, James. <laughs> okay, so my top eight. I've got to go with the Cotton Candy, number one. The Twangerang, number two. The Warsteiner, number three. Devil's Backbone, number four. Jenny Lane, number five. Uh, James forgot how to read. No, I'm trying to. Did <laughs> I, I need to rethink maybe a couple of these, but I'll go ahead and say it. Coffee Porter, number six. Number seven, Still Reserve, number eight, Earthquake. So is, now, it, your bottom, trying, is it your bottom three that you're trying to find? The, bo- the bottom four. Oh, bottom, bottom four. four. Wow, so half. Half of James is he's like, I, they all suck. They do. I mean, the the two best that I would drink over and over again and consume regularly would be the Twangerang and the Cotton Candy. The rest I could do without. But the pin, the Jenny Lane and the Coffee Porter, I thought about flipping those two. But, of course, the last two on the list have to be the Homeless Beers. They're fucking terrible. I can't believe you brought those. It's embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. These were good <laughs> things to have. We needed something to add time. You could have to the found podcast. a trendy, cool craft beer. I, just, I left that trendy, cool shit up to you. I left. I left you with realism. I stabbed, I, you've only got a dollar eighty-four, and you need to get a little buzz going. Go get yourself a fucking earthquake. I stabbed a hole in it, just so you know. Be careful. <laughs> I wondered why you popped out your Kershaw, and you're like, "Let's see. What's, can I see your knife?" Sure. <laughs> I like doing the hair test. 
All right, well, we're, we're we're demonstrating right now. He's shaving his arm with the blade. Would you rather is me it, shave is, my balls? You can. Is it sharp enough? Please don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Adrian's the only one that's got a good view of my nutsack right now, so don't blame me for that's saying no. Oh, it's a Smith and Wesson. Um, no, it's not. It's not sharp sharp enough to shave my hair. No, it's because you're not doing it right. Let me do it for you. No, I'm just <laughs> All right, so I feel hey, like John, hang on while Adrian shaves me. <laughs> you gotta do it this part. Ah, fuck! No, shit. <laughs> So this has been episode 71. Yes, it has. It's been a fun one. Yeah. We'll have to do the uh, beer tasting more frequently and really go international next time. Hey, next time we'll go to wor- world, 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 world well, market. Hang on. Let's I thought Adrian once said that she wants to do a Texas, Texas only beers. Yes, I've been wanting to do that for like a year. But. Okay, so <laughs> join us. Join us next week, episode 72, uh, where we, because you know the significance of 72 in Texas. If you don't, learn your history. Uh, episode 72, we are going to do a Texas beer, only Texas beers. So join us for episode 72 next week. I'm Jared. I'm James. I'm Adrian. Stay tuned for 72. Peace. On hood.